This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night. Depends where you are in the world and you're watching from. And most importantly, hello to the preview show where we are, as you can see at the bottom there, here to preview Southampton versus Leicester City. Friday night on Sky in mid-autumn against Southampton. Sounds familiar. I can think of nine reasons why. But that is for you to figure out if you're not, uh, if you don't know where I'm going with that. Now, as the, as the announcer into the intro video said, he said, good day, Chris. Well, he must have known he was in the background. I am going to keep our guest, Martin, just waiting a couple of seconds longer as I bring in the co-host, the, the hostess with the second mostess, because I'm now the favourite one. Chris, he knew you was coming, mate. Here you are. I am, yes. Uh, it's not very often that I'm, I'm caught coming, but uh, 
welcome along. Uh, setting, standing in for Craig, no, not necessarily uh, wise, but just as old. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, you may be older, but you may not be wiser. But, uh, no, it, no, it, it's no. a thought that counts having you here, isn't it? Um, well, I mean, I know, you know, well, you know, Mr. Reliable yeah. there, Craig letting you down, but uh, I, I standing in, stand coming into the breach, dear friend. I know, do you know where your mates are in the priorities line? Yeah, well, don't exactly. You? exactly. Uh, and to all those of you that are watching along, or maybe you've listened along and you want to know where else you can find us, this is all our social medias. As you can see, there you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure it is OTID TV's Twitter. And Instagram, not Chris's personal one, because it's nothing personal, but he doesn't want you in his private life, so don't follow me on there. That's the TikTok. That's the TikTok. By That's the, way. the TikTok one. Well, I, I just disclaim it for all, mate, just in case. Yeah. TikTok yeah. is where you don't, want to... I don't want to... I don't want to know any of you on a personal level. Oh. Just on a... Harsh but true. And as you can see, just below Chris there, it's the first time we've heard that in a long time, but it's all our podcast platforms is where you can find us. So, now I've done one thing in common with a plug and be very shameless, let's get back to the the programme in action and welcome our guest. It is Martin, the Southampton fan. Martin, how are you doing, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. How I mean, how are you both? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Looking looking forward to us. Let's see if I can get us all on here so people Re- know who we are. Ready for, um, ready for a trip south then? Well, Chris certainly is. He's, he's, he's going there again, aren't you? And that's the wrong banner. Come on. There it is. Chris, you're obviously going the game. Um, yeah. the, the last time you went, there may have been a flurry of goals. I mean, we don't want to haunt our guest in this situation, but uh, this fixture comes with a bit of spice, not just because of the result, but it's also the day as well, isn't it? Well, it is. Um, it's the fact that it's on Sky. If I wake up on Friday morning, I mean, I live on the South Coast. If I wake up on Friday morning and it's pissing down with rain, I'll be thinking, wait, get in. Uh, but, of course, there is a spanner in the works here. Let's not get too too excited, uh, Brad, because Enzo's just been named Manager of the Month. So that means that we're going to get stuffed. <laughs> yeah, that is the general cursor. I mean, talking about defeats, Martin, obviously... You know, Leicester fans, you know, were coming out with the pitchforks and, 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 and the torches to try and burn down Enzo's glorious reign at Leicester because of one defeat. You yourselves, you know, you've been capable of scoring a lot of goals. You had that ding-dong match where you came out on top against Norwich. But then how much of a shock was was, was the defeat to Sunderland? I mean, not just the scoreline, but I mean, the fact that you lost to, to, to Sunderland given, given your start to the season. I don't think we were massively surprised that we leaked goals like we did. Um, to go to Sunderland and leak them like like we did was maybe a, a surprise. They they'd not started the season. They've been a bit up and down. Um, obviously, you can see from us Ooh, like the, the, our first home, the first home game again. T, Is anybody um, else still here? I think I think Martin has frozen. No, he's not. I can hear him, Chris. Keep going, Martin. So yeah, the, I can hear the, him. The first game against Norwich City at home was just you know, eight goals. It was incredible. We were free-flowing going forward, but we looked so vulnerable at the back. Um, obviously, we've had a massive transition, probably like Leicester City have. We've we've lost a lot of our top top talent. Our top players have gone, but we've brought in a lot of players as well. I think we've had a fairly good summer in terms of what we've brought in. I think we've to keep hold of Shea Adams was a massive bonus for us. I don't think not one Southampton fan thought we would keep Shea Adams and 
and Silamana in, in this window. And we've managed to do that. So I think we're all happy there. But yeah, going back to that defeat at Sunderland, it, was, um, it wasn't just a manner of the goals. It was just how poor we played um, and how quick the heads dropped and that lack of work rate without the ball. It's all well and good having the ball, but without it was was a bit of a concern, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we both suffered defeats that we weren't maybe expecting. Maybe maybe Leicester looking at Hall were a little bit, you know, construed on it because Hall had been on a recent very good run. I think someone said, a Hall fan said they had only lost seven in 33 before they played us. So they're obviously now seven in 34. So maybe I was less, less surprised. Maybe it was that reality check that we needed, Chris. We, we've discussed it a few times when it would happen. Similarities between Leicester and, and Southampton, isn't there? We've had a lot of ins, a lot of outs, and we've been surprised by a few players we've actually managed to keep. My my my, my crush, Ian Atro, being one of them. But uh, yeah, it's similar paths for Southampton and Leicester, isn't it? My crush, Vestergaard, being another one at the moment. That was probably the biggest surprise uh, that he's still there. But, um, yes, it, it, it is. I mean, I think you've only got to look. And I was I was checking out. If, when we played again, I always like to go on a couple of uh, channels just to watch them of the opposition after the match and just see what their reaction is. And to be honest with you, looking at some of the Hall fans, you think they just won the FA Cup beating us. But, I mean, that's nice because that says a lot about us. Um, as a team and the way that the rest of the division looks at us. Um, it was a surprise. Um, I, I would be less surprised if Southampton beat us, to be honest with you, than, than Hull. But I'm glad, that's going to sound stupid, but in a way I'm glad it, it happened because um, we'd, all right, we've been lucky with a couple of the results. They were close. We sneaked a late goal and all that. But, you know, if we, the longer it goes on that you're unbeaten, the harder it is to take. And I'm glad we've just got... It's the albatross off our, off our shoulders, if you like, or you know, not off around our neck. We've lost a game, and it will be good to see how the players react as well. Yeah, it will be. And, you know, we, we, we say we took this similar form into the start of the season. I know we, we, we went for four wins in a row, but Southampton very well at the start. We've been following each other for a while, though, haven't we, in terms of how we've been performing. And I'll take us back to, and I don't have to go too far back with Southampton like I have done with other other teams we played this season. But we, we were fully enough in the same division last season, but it wasn't the championship. It was both unfortunate times for us in the premiership. And, uh, I mean, Martin, what, what, how was you feeling throughout that season? Because we discussed it on our channel uh, a few times because you've been down there a few times and history tells you that when a club starts, you know, being, you know, 14th, 15th, barely surviving, that eventually they're either going to dramatically improve or the trap door's going to fall between them. At what point did you kind of think, oh, all right, maybe this is the season we're going down? Or did you think you were still going to be able to, to stay up last season? No, I never thought we were staying up after after the World Cup break, really. I think it was... The minute that the Ralph Hasenhutl uh, lost his job, you know, be, been a servant at the football club for a long time, he done a great job on a very, very tight budget. He had very little money to spend, but he managed to continually keep us in the Premier League against the odds, really. And the minute he went and he was replaced by Nathan Jones, it was a massive concern when we come back from the World Cup break because Jones got nothing out of the players when he came in. Um, they went backwards rapidly quick and a lot of damage was caused in a three-month window. Um, and that over the festive period. 
I remember the first Premier League game after the World Cup against Brighton and Hove Albin at St Mary's. We were three, four yards short to them all over the pitch and we looked absolutely dire that day. And then Forrest, I think, was the next home game and we got beaten by Forrest and Forrest had not won on the road. And you knew we were in big, big trouble with the performance that night. We were creating little. We didn't bring in a striker to replace Amanda Broya, who was with us the year before and loan from Chelsea. He'd come in and replace Danny Ings the season before. And we just didn't have any firepower up front. And when you start stop scoring goals and you continually let goals in, sloppy goals, a goalkeeper that's inexperienced in the division, he went from League One to the Premier League. It was a recipe for disaster the way this side was constructed in the summer. Sport Republic, the owners, uh, not been in the, not been in the football club particularly long. They made a rapid changes, too many in a short space of time, and yeah, it was a disaster. Yeah, I mean, what I like to do on the show is we, we talk about past matches and any sort of significant matches. The, the, there's one match that I will get to in a, in, in a little while. It's not a 9-0 by any chance, is it? No, it, no, actually it isn't. It isn't. I'm going to be nice to Martin because he's been so nice and, and patient with us. It's actually a game that actually never took pay, place when it was supposed to. Um, I'm sure you know which one I'm on about. Uh, now, but obviously you went down on, you know, bottom of the league and that, but I suppose if you're going to say anything to give you galvanise your players for, for for this for this fixture is it's also the last time you did a league double over Leicester mm. <laughs> in the Premiership, um, and that that was interesting because it sounds totally disrespectful, but me and Chris were saying this when we and it wasn't just Southampton, it was it was your Bournemouths and your Wolves and everybody around us, and we were saying if we can't if we're going to get beat, especially at home. By the likes of Southampton and Bournemouth, right? At the time, we're still struggling with us. I know Bournemouth propelled themselves away under Gary O'Neill near the end, but we were saying we don't deserve to go down. You know, it, it was sort of topsy turvy. Don't season. deserve to stay up. No, that's yeah. We don't deserve. See, this is why I had Chris in. You see, he knew he knows I twist my words. Um, obviously, you know, not much consolation, but. What, 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 what was that at least good signs to see you picking up results against teams like that? That you were still, even though you were probably at that point, you know, thinking, well, we're probably down, even though obviously you did go down. But were you at that point thinking, well, at least we're seeing some fight in this team? Because we didn't really see that to the last four, four or five games from, from, from our lot. Um, was it different being a Southampton fan? Not really. We, we come to the King Power early in the season last year. Bit of a shock shock result, really. We were 1-0 down through a James Madison free kick. Shea Adams come off the bench and managed to, to nick two late goals. We were pretty poor in the first half at the King Power, but managed to walk away with three points. Quite surprised at that result that day. I remember the home game well. We didn't beat many sides around us last season at all, but I remember the home game against you. Um, must have been February, March time. It was only our second league win at home of the season. We never won at home again after that game. We didn't beat we didn't we didn't beat anyone else at home, and yeah. that day we got we I remember walking away thinking, God, we got lucky today because I don't know who played up front for you that day. Um, yeah, must have had four or five really good chances. Should have beaten us that day. Um, we'd probably be the better side, Leicester City at St Mary's, but we 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 didn't beat teams around us well enough. We you know we lost to Forest at home, Forest away, um, put in some dreadful performance at West Ham away. We just weren't good enough. Certainly after Jones went and Ruben Sellers come in, he he, um, he had a torrid time. Didn't didn't really u- utilise the squad and the players that he had at his disposal. 
No, and Nathan Jones has become the comedian of the footballing world for all the wrong reasons. I mean, I had a gesture on him because, you know, as a fan, you know, we all think we're armchair managers and we could all do a job. But I listened to some of his interviews and I felt... I feel emba- I felt embarrassed for Southampton fans because I could see the rage in the comments that, that were mm. being displayed, and I just thought, "What is this guy doing? Why yeah. is he three months into a job and now saying he's going to do things his way? Surely that should have been day day one, sort of thing." I mean, we've we we we've talked about you know last season it was both a disaster for us, so let's bring ourselves back to the division that we are currently in, and just to give you a little bit of maybe. Um, little bit of, um, I forgot the word I'm going to say, a little bit of information. Do you know the last time in the championship this is? Because obviously you did the double overs in the Premier League last season, Martin. But do you know when Southampton last did the double over Leicester in the championship? I don't. Um, it's a good question. Thinking, Chris, it's coming to you next. Uh, two, 2006, seven. You my friend, are very, very close. I'm going to give you that. It was the 07-08 season. You beat us 2-1 at the King Power Stadium in the 1st of December, and you beat us 1-0 at St. Mary's on the 11th of March. Chris, championship, the good old days, you know, so last year, the Premier League. When did Leicester last record a double over Southampton? God, um... I, I, I'm going to, I mean, oh, God, I like to make his brain hurt, Martin. I'm thinking, oh, I'm actually, no, I was, I was going to go further back, but then I'm thinking, no, hang on. Were Southampton in the championship that season we won it? Now. I've got the information down there, but I'm not going to tell you. Come on, quizzes. No, no, no. No phone, a friend. Get off the phone. Stop, stop texting it in. 13-14. 2013-14. Oh, you were a season or two out. Ironically, it was also the last time we met was in the championship, but it was in the 2011-12 oh, okay. season. Uh, it was the last time we met in the championship, and it was also the season we did the double over the Saints. Uh, we won the first game 3-2 in a hectic, uh, I think it might have been an open fixture as well. It was August uh, 27th, so maybe the second or third game of that season. And then we went to St. Mary's on the 23rd of January and won 2-0. So there's a little bit of interesting facts for you. I think just, just going back, if I can, though, to, to last season uh, when Southampton did the double, and no disrespect to Southampton, but that game when you beat us uh, at the start, I think that was the first when we sort of looked at each other as Leicester fans and went, what's going on here? Not the fact that you'd beaten us, and I'm not being disrespectful here, but not not the fact that you know that it was with Southampton that had beat. It was the way you beat us, like you say, you were one nil down, and for the first time we heard the uh, Rogers' excuse, wasn't it, Brad? Um, yeah. Well, it was. It was too hot. The players were tired, uh, and yet he only used I think three out of his five substitutes. You know, and your 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 guy, whoever the manager was at the time, uh, you know, made the substitutes and got the win, and it kind of. For me, summed up how the rest of the season actually turned out. Uh, is that we had a bungling manager that you know used to make up excuses and had no idea what he was doing. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that that was the definition of Leicester story last season. It wasn't yeah. just a yeah. idiot who didn't know what he's doing. I mean, luckily, even though it didn't save them in vain, Southampton got rid of their bombardment idiot after three months. We kept hold of ours until about five games to go, which was probably the last, the final nail in the coffin. I mean, Martin, we're going to talk Southampton now. We're not going to mention the 9-0. Um, you just know, did. I know. Don't let him know that. He'll clock on what I'm doing yeah. here. We're not going to mention the 9 0. We're not going to mention it again. That's the last time I mentioned the fact we've beaten 9 0. But you've had a lot of transfers, ins and outs. Um, I just want to get had them out, haven't they? Oh, shush you. I can kick you out. I regret asking you on now. You've had a lot of transfer action. Obviously, your squad's got a little bit settled up to international break. What sorts of style of play can Leicester be expected? Leicester fans be expected to see Southampton play, and 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 if you were to know uh, a player of danger for maybe a certain best of guard to watch out for in his defensive duties, where, where, where's the areas of strength for, for for Southampton going into this game? Areas of strength, um, interesting one. I think more in the attacking third that that we've got some got some good firepower. Depending on who's available and who's fit, really. Adam Armstrong started the season incredibly well for us. Um, he's had a torrid two years at Samson Football Club. He's found it really difficult. Come from Blackburn, where he'd scored around 28 goals in the Championship. And he struggled to adapt to the Premier League. But the manager's given him a new lease of life. We play a very similar style to what you play. Like to keep possession of the football and not give it away. They won't rush to play it forward. They build slowly, build from the back. The goalkeeper's not allowed to kick it long. Very similar style. We play inverted fullbacks, where they like to come inside. So you'll you'll see Carl Walker Peters tuck inside. I think he's one of the best right backs in the division. I think I think he's an outstanding talent. How we we still got him at the football club, I don't know. Um, and the same with Ryan Manning. They they will tuck in and they will look to keep the ball. But you have got two sides that want to keep the ball. But you you speak to me about players that that could be a danger. Um, Camaldine Silamana is is definitely a player that that will watch out. I I think he's a a player that could do really well between now and January for Saints. Lucky to keep hold of him. Record club signing last January. He's a he's a fast, pacey, wide man that can play sort of in and around the striker. He'd be a man to watch. That's for sure. If he's involved um, in the game, then we made a couple of good signings. Flynn Downs has come in central midfield. He looks a really tidy player and young Shay Childs, who's come from Man City, can play centre-half, but he can play in midfield. He's a really good, really good player, breaks a lot of play up. He'd be, in, be important if he does play on Friday night at St Mary's under the lights. Yeah, well, there you go, Leicester fans. You've heard it. Get contacting Enzo. Let him know all of the secrets of Southampton. That's what we do. We do a scouting yeah. project here, Martin. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what it is. Now then, guys, obviously I ask you this backstage, and for those of those who are watching that, that are new to the preview show, what I what I do for a little bit of fun uh, is I get the usually it's Craig, but obviously he's reliable as ever as Chris is stepping in for Craig today. I get Chris and the guest of honour in, in Martin to give me a, a random guess of how many times in all competitions, this is including League Cup and an FA Cup, how many times Southampton and Leicester have played each other. And the closest one just gets to be a little bit small for five seconds before we move on. So, Chris, I'm going to let the guests go first because I go, I go beauty before age. So, Martin, how many times do you think since the dawning of both clubs have Southampton and Leicester played? It's a tough one. I'm going to have to take an absolute stab at this. Um, 
I reckon around between, well, how, I'll say between 80 and 90 times. Oh, I tell you what, Chris, give me a guess. In that range. <laughs> He's going to go for the, between 80 and 90. Okay, so yeah. you can be, you can be what you can be one number under, but you can't be one number over. It's Bruce's yeah. Bruce Forsyth special. Chris, he's gone between the eighty and ninety bracket. I could where, be where really, really cheeky and go ninety one, couldn't I? <laughs> 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 uh, I've, oh, uh, I, I, I'm going to say one hundred and eleven. Oh, he's gone one hundred and eleven. Now remember, Chris, you couldn't be one over. I've got 111, and I'm going to tell you something before I reveal it, and that is, after this season, Leicester and Southampton will have reached a milestone in an amount of games played. 150. So, well, you're hoping it's 150 now, aren't you, Chris? Because you yeah, might yeah. be over. Doug has chimed in with his guess, 101. The clue, the milestone isn't isn't 101 Dalmatians, unfortunately, Doug. But he is... What he's saying is Doug's not spot on. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're not, so you're with yeah, right. you, yeah, you, yeah. But the, the, the milestone that will be reached at the conclusion of the season will be taking games played from 98 to 100 games played. They have played... Leicester and Southampton have met each other 98 times in all competitions. Mm-hmm. And you'll be pleased to know, Martin... That whilst Leicester have won 32 of them, there has been a whopping 30 draws and Southampton have won 36 of them. So you do have the edge. And I will say that edge has come in recent times. I noticed when I was checking through the, you know, the I was trying to find um, when we'd done doubles on you, there was one stage where you'd won four games in a row. And I think it was like last game of one season and then you did the double over us and beat us in the cup. So you've had a you've had a charmed life against us yeah. recently. Um but this brings on quickly into the question, which is why I wanted to get it out from here. And it's Doug's question to you, Martin. You talked about one goofball manager. Obviously, this guy is not a goofball. But he says, how are you convinced by Russell Martin at the moment? I'm not convinced by Russell Martin just yet. I like the way he talks. Um, I like the way he's conducted himself. I like the way he you wants like his team to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, li- I, I like what he's done. I like what he's done so far. But he's, he's, he's all well talking. But you've got to deliver. And the biggest thing these owners will want is automatic promotion back to the Premier League. I don't think they will stand for anything less. They've already come out and said they want automatic promotion to the Premier League. They want to go straight back up. And he he hasn't got a side promoted yet. And it's a massive test. And he will come under massive pressure. And I think already it sneaked in after that Sunderland defeat. It was just the fact you lose 5-0, but the manner of the defeat with it. I think we're in for a really, really tough six weeks now. We play, we play, we play you Friday night. We play Ipswich. We then head to Middlesbrough, and then we've got Leeds United at home. So they're four tough games. Then Stoke City away. That's five games that could really, it could set you up, but it could also ruin your season potentially. Mm. It could cause us massive problems and could put Russell under massive pressure. He has to get a reaction Friday night from the players. He's had no time with them because of the international break. It concerns me. Um we're playing two of the best sides in this division in the next week in yourselves and it's which town who come up and have been unbelievable so far. Yeah, I mean they they've been fantastic. And sorry there Chris, I can see you had a point Sam just gonna quickly say before you get to say what what it is you're going to say Chris it's it's weird how we've kind of mimicked each other we fell away 
after the the international break last season, we kind of fell down towards towards the relegation zone, and we've kind of come back to the championship, and we've got off to a good start, and then had a defeat, and we're now looking at the same sort of similar sort of tough fixtures. We've got um, we've got yourselves, then Norwich, then we've got Bristol City, uh, and Blackburn in the midst of that, as well as, as, well as a Carabao Cup uh, uh, Cup third round tie to squeeze in against Liverpool. So. These next five games, I know they say it's a long season ahead. It, this is where you're either looking at what you've got to make up if you really want to be serious contenders, or you're potentially opening it, bridging that gap between you and, and, and the chasing pack. Um, so, Chris, you, you you look like you was going to add something yeah, to that. No, I'm, I'm sure to be honest with you, because um, I put up a, a tweet, and you probably remember it, Brad, uh, that uh, a certain uh, podcast from the um, the championship second tier podcast said that Connor Cody was the worst signing uh, of the transfer window for anybody in this division, and I did get a reply from a Southampton fan, uh, but I think he's taken it down because he was saying that one of your signings, Martin, was was pretty awful. Uh, and to be honest with you, I've been desperately looking for that whole thing to try and find it. Uh, yeah, Mason Holgate. That's yeah, oh, that's Everton. Yeah. Mason, yeah, well. Mason Holgate's coming on loan from Everton. He played no football. We had, we had no centre halves available for the game against Sunderland, and he played and he didn't have a very good game. And he's been absolutely slated by everybody. Uh-huh. You especially knew what I meant then. Yeah, it, but like <laughs> I, I always come out and say, you cannot judge a player off one game. I know he didn't. He yeah. had a nightmare, but you don't get to the top without being. A good player, and if yeah. Carlo Ancelotti, who was the Everton manager, who's one of the best managers in the world, rated the boy, he can't be awful. No, so no. you got to stick with these people. You can't kill a player after a no. game. I, yeah, well, I mean, how, maybe judge Connor Cody to be the worst transfer when he hasn't kicked the ball in anger. I, th- I yeah. think Connor, Connor Cody was was a player that I would have loved to have seen at our place. He's a leader. He was exceptionally mm. good for Everton last season. One of the one of the big yeah. reasons they stayed in the division, actually. Yes. But then they've got Sean Dyche as manager and look what he did at Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably put some curses on us. It's funny how we both signed players from Everton and, well, not directly from Everton because I know he was on loan at Everton, but Everton players last season and they come here and get injured for the next five games. I do games, have maybe. one more question, if I can do, please, Brad. Oh, well, go on, Chris. It's not like it's your channel that I'm just... <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm um, saying hi to you there, Martin, quickly. Oh, that's kind of him. Uh, Martin, um, we, we, we signed two players from you a while ago. Uh, one of them was rumoured to be going back to Chelsea. Um, um, and I thought, to be honest with you, I said when we signed Ryan Bertrand that he could actually be the signing of that window because he looked mm. really good in pre-season. And then we never saw him again because he was, he was injured. Um, and the other one, of course, was... Um, was the great Dane, Yannick, uh, Mr. Vestergaard mm. himself. Now, um, he has had a torrid time since he's been uh, at Leicester. Uh, he was signed by Brendan. He chased him for a couple of seasons and was so therefore really, really wanted him. And I'm backing my argument up here with Rob Tanner, who writes for Leicester uh, uh, on The Athletic and knows what he's talking about. Uh, that you know He wasn't a player that kind of fitted into Brendan's style of play if no. you like, yeah. uh, was never given a chance and the play, and the fans just got on his back. And you know what fans are like, was to take a dislike to a player, that's it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever, you know, he scored a hat-trick. Um, 
is is forty to eight. All right, I know Connor Cody's injured, and he'll probably get dropped when Connor Cody comes back. But he seems to have sort of suddenly got a new lease of life under Enzo. Uh, he's playing really well, um, and mm. I think that was he. And I know sort of I had, I had a, a guy, some guys on from another Southampton channel when we bought him, and they were saying, <laughs> "Thanks, go. You know, we've got your money, and we're not. You know, you're not having your money back now. And we're, we're glad to see the back of him." But he's actually been playing okay. He likes to sort of bring the ball out. Uh, he just doesn't. Yes, he boots it if necessary, but he can very quickly seems to change defence into attack, and he's got some good ball playing skills moving forward. What are your? I mean, was he that bad at Southampton? No. I know he was in that. Yeah, I know he was in that defeat. You know, when we beat you, but he looks to be a half decent player under Enzo. Yeah, he is not a bad, terrible player. I, I was. He, Look, he didn't have. It wasn't always amazing. His consistency levels weren't maybe there, but yeah. there's a player in him. He's a tool. He's a unit. He look. He he got signed for a lot of money. Did, what did you pay for him in the in the end? It was 15, quite a big. Think, million, yeah, it was yeah. quite big. You know, I think Saints were quite pleased to take to take it, and <laughs> we, we we had players coming through at the time with Jack Stevens as they kind of give him a bit of a chance and and let him come through from from the academy. But the one that really surprised me, Yannick's not a terrible player, but the one that was a really good player for us and was so consistent was Ryan Bertram was a superb player for us. Really, really surprised it turned so sour for him at Leicester. I thought it was a brilliant signing when you signed him. Out of the two, I would have said he would be the best. Mm. But he spent more time watching Chelsea, I think, than he did wearing a Leicester shirt. It, it was just, yeah, it, it was just the proverbial sick note. I mean, yeah, I watched. Yeah. I watched him in one free season, and I, I just thought, wow, you know, he, he was free kicks. He was good. Um, mm. He knew he'd got the you know, experience, but he was just never, never fit. I think had he been fit, we would have seen a lot more of him. You know, mm. we wouldn't have seen probably as much of Luke Thomas, etc., come through. But uh, but no, we know. Unfortunately, again, because we never saw him. You know, people tend to get on the bad, but I, I, I think we, I think with Yannick, it's, we've we've been unfair to him because, you know, he was signed by a manager who didn't know what to do with him, which, mm. you know, was weird. Why buy a player that is not going to fit into your system? But there we go. That's that was uh, that was Southampton. Southampton did the same last season, though they signed a striker, um, for a manager really in Paul Inouye, a six foot seven striker, unit of a fella. Yeah. Um. And never utilised him at all. Um, never really got a chance. Got written off very early doors, and and he's now gone out on loan. And you, mm. you've you've paid eighteen million pound for the boy. It's why just, why sign him if you're gonna if it's if it if it's for a certain manager. Listen to that, Brad Yannick. There is a good player in there. You yeah, see, definitely, definitely. From somewhere deep down, I'm sure there is. Mm. Martin, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you've you for having me. You've put up with numerous slide nine yeah. comments in there about certain results and whatnot. You've been a fantastic guest and you won you won the prize of smugness for getting close <laughs> to uh, how many times we played. Just thank you for having me on. Oh, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank uh, you very thank much you. for for, for, for I'm looking, looking forward to the game. I just hope that we can tighten things up at the back and keep a clean sheet. I'm just unsure we have the ability to keep a clean sheet at the moment. There will oh, be goals wow. on Friday, no so doubt. We, so it's all right. We can guarantee goals. So cue nil nil. Um, before you go, though, Martin, um, obviously I'm going to let you give your shout out to your to your channel when you do stuff. But go on. Don't be like the rest of them. So far, every yeah. one of these shows I've done, everybody sat on the bloody fence and Chris is getting a fortune made out of his fence-sitting days. So, Martin, score predictions. Go on, be brave. Where are you um, going for this one? 
I think we will lose 2-1. I don't see us winning. Oh, God, I'd rather say he sat on the fence. He's, he's, he's gone for a loss for his own <laughs> we, team. Really, we, 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 beat, we beat QPR at home a couple of weeks ago, but we that was only the... Yeah, we we that's just only the second win in 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 a year, really. So we don't win a lot of games at home. I have a well, big fear at St Mary's. I think we'll be better away from home than we will be at home, but I don't see us getting a win. Well, you know what? Credit to the honesty. We we struggle to take our blue tinted off when mm. we do this, Chris. This mm. doesn't count towards anything that you're going to send in the predictions league because I can't remember mine and I haven't got round to writing more up yet. Anyway, Chris, score prediction. For the game, shall I just put nine nil down now for you? <laughs> no, no, it? no. I would love that. I would love it. Um, I love it if we beat you. Love it. No, okay. I, I, I was surprised by the five nil, and obviously, you know, having you had the five nil, then obviously, you know, our fans are, are dreaming of you know uh, of another high score. But I, I've got to say, I agree with you. I, I think it will be Leicester. Um, no, I don't actually. I'm going to go. Mind. Is that fence? I got the splinters up my ass. I'm. I'm actually going two two. Oh, cool. Have a draw. For the finest and sturdiest fence panels in the whole of Leicestershire, contact Chris on 800 fence. That's 0800 fence because he's always forever sitting on one when it comes to predictions league. Then he wonders why he can't win them. I mean, I can't say anything this season on bottom. But <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, well, well, that's you not you in the league. <laughs> yeah, Martin. Again, said it enough times, but thank you again for being. You're welcome. Pop us in the back so you can tell everybody where they can they can find you and 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 uh, I would say good luck for the rest of the season, but obviously I wouldn't mean I'm booting him out because yeah. he's just annoying his face, just puts everybody yeah. off. But. I'm obviously then going to let you go after you've plugged yourself. So after yep. Friday, good luck for the rest of your season. And thank you uh, and you and you too. Yeah, and thanks for being a top guest. And yeah, yeah, give, give yeah, give me a follow. I'm I'm on I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Football Martin underscore TikTok. Do daily roundup on Saints, and uh, yeah, make sure you give me a follow. Thank you very much. So there you go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Folks, as I load back in delay, thank you very much, Martin, for coming on to the show. Now, I'm going to keep my, my guests backstage. I say guests because it is plural. There is one more back there because what I like to do, and it's a little bit of a role I have on here, shut up, go away. Get, no, no one needs to see my letter, Chris. Go away, stop misbehaving. I won't have you on this show again, Chris. I won't. I have. We have. We are being joined by Neil from Beyond the 90. But before I bring him in, I have to have a lot of comment with this. It's called a shameless plug. It's what I like to uh, to bring in. And that is to tell you where you can listen to us on our podcast platform. 
Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. We also have to say thanks to TalkSport, the fan network, for, for, for partnering with Leicester's LTLD TV. This is where you can find us all on TalkSport. The TalkSport fan network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport fan network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport fan network. Network. God, it hurts me throat, that. Oh, dear. Wow, well, yeah, I told you to stop singing. Anthony is in. He says, hello, big up, Chris. And Brad, come on, my beloved Saints. Yeah, we know you like anybody that plays in red. Uh, and Scott's saying hi, all. And we will say hi to Neil. Neil, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, lads. It's nice to actually win some, come on the channel and not be moaning for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is still time. still time. I mean, Neil, you, you, you've been sat there patiently in the background waiting, um, but you've got to listen to a little bit of what Martin said. I don't know if you managed to catch what he was, what we was talking about at the start. How are you feeling about the game uh, ahead? Because you're, you're going the game, aren't you, this 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 Friday, are you not? I'm not going no way. No. Um, I ain't got time off of work, unfortunately. Just, just, I knew just you were going, Chris. I just didn't know if Neil was going as well, because I know you go to a few games home. I didn't know if he was going to the away one, but... You sat at your couch, staying nice and warm in this in this pouring down rain that's going to turn up at Southampton. Then, I mean, if there's another nine nil, I'll go, but I can't guarantee that, can we? No, uh, no. Well, that's true. But hey, glory sport, so sport. That's why I am. Um, but no, in terms of that, I just can't. It's a long journey for trying to get time off work, and I'm just like, it's just unfortunately not going to happen. I think in terms of the, I'm excited, but I think we should be apparent. I think it's going to be. I'm looking for just a good game of football. It's going to be end-to-end. There's going to be goals, and it could go either way, which I think the unpredictability is what I'm looking forward to the most, if that makes sense. I'm not Even if we don't win, I'm not too bothered, but I imagine if we get two losses in a row, there'll be certain old, older fans that aren't too happy about it. Yeah, well, hey, see, look at the shocked expression, and he's frozen there. Yes, in that, that's that's ages. That is, that's very ages. It's not against you, Chris. No, if no, you no, go, no, down, Brad, you you've been down to the ground. You've been it, down to the ground a few times. You know what I'm talking about. I I the older guys. Um, Where's more cool, Brighton? Where's more cool, Brighton? Oh, come on! He's on load of fucking West Brom, mate. Calm down. Yeah, like, and even then, they didn't want him. Um, so that's oh, what it was. It's not aimed at Chris. It's just some of the fans no, that are behind, sit behind me. It's just. Lads, oh, we Boris on this show, don't we, Chris? Yes, yeah. I was listening to. A, I don't sure what it was. It was I was. I'd gone down one of my YouTube rabbit holes and watching this football podcast at some unearthly hour, and there was a, an ex-manager was saying um, that uh, he, he was sort of at the dugout, and he'd been a guy behind him saying, "Get." Let's call him Smith on. Get Smith on. Get Smith on. He was a left back. And the manager was saying, this Smith decided it was bloody awful. He said, I couldn't. Did, and he said, and one day the proper left back was playing really badly. He said, but I couldn't bring Smith on because I knew it would give this guy behind me. He'd have beaten me. He'd have won. He said, so I didn't pick him. But then during the week, the, the, the first choice got injured. So he said, he had to put him on, this, this Smith on, because he had no choice. 
didn't say he played bloody awful. And it's the guy behind that had been shouting for him because we kept starting like shouting, get Smith off, get Smith off. So you, you're never going to please fans, are you? But no. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean, Neil, definitely. Yeah. Every, set of, every set of football club has a set of fans mm. that, that just likes to wait for the, the, the right to moan because they, they, probably must, they must be really miserable when Leicester are winning these sets of fans because they've got nothing to moan about. Um, although some find a way to moan about even the um, smallest of things. Uh, but uh, we heard from Martin. He gave his views on how Southampton are going to line up, what he's expected from the game. I'm blaming you all now if it's nil-nil because all of you jinxed it. I never said anything. It's not like <laughs> I mentioned nine-nil. Um, but I'll Scott... Post- ah, no. I know, <laughs> right. But Scott says it here. He says, looking forward to see what the starting lineup will... Um, what is our starting lineup And... He's, he, I could use that as a perfect seg- segue, if you will, into the part of the show that we get onto. Now, Craig has sent me his team because I asked him to do it for him. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to allow you two to be, um, what to be Penguin One, uh, Penguin Two, and Penguin Three to the Penguin One of the group. You know, the smile and wave from Madagascar, the who's in charge. He's not here, but he has sent his team, and I just want to know what, if any of it, from this lineup you would change. So. Sorry, you're going to, need to lose our beautiful faces, people. But here was Craig's predicted lineup for the game, guys. Well, first of all, you know, Chris. Chris has already spotted it, and I apologise. I can't hide the last part of nil there. It was an upload issue. But there's a certain centre back and a certain striker that's already made. <laughs> that's already made me and uh, Chris look at it like this. <laughs> Get in there, Yannick. We love you. Oh, we do. We love you, Yannick. We do. Thanks, Chris, with Yannick. But as you can see, he's not really changing anything from the back line. It's uh, Hermanson in goal, Ricardo on the right. He's given a start to JJ. Now, he did give me a reason for it. He just felt that Enzo had said he was going to give Justin a chance. He feels like... Doyle has been struggling a little bit on our left side. He feels like that's where Southampton will attack mainly. So there is at least one change to the back five. He's gone, obviously, your beloved Vestergaard and Wout Faze. Um, any changes you'd make to the to, to the back line, guys, as I bring you back in? You're back in the room. That's how I'm going to do it for now. Oh, didn't he, Neil, for the England under 21, 420s? Cracking goal as well. I'd bring it up on screen, but I don't want to get it copyrighted. But, yeah, it's a really good goal. Really good goal, he scored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, there's a lot of players that we didn't pick that got picked for the national sides that did really, really well. Uh, I, I, my worry with Doyle, I don't know if you agree with this, Neil, is he came with such a, a reputation as this wonder kid. He'd had such a good season last season for Coventry. And I, oh, he's going to be brilliant. And it's hard sometimes to live up to the hype. And I think he has, he's not, he's not played badly, but because he came with such a, you know, the bar was set very high for him because of what happened last season and where he's come from, etc. Uh, but I, I, I got to say, Craig, I agree. Give Justin a chance. Um, I think I'm surprised he hasn't been given a chance yet. Um, and I think, I think he, he deserves the chance. I think he's one of the better players. Well, there you go. I mean, I I was a bit saddened when I because when I couldn't see him in the team because he was a very good prospect. I mean, if some absolute absolute one 
hundred percent. Bellend. You muted, mate. No, he, he, he delayed playing my end, so I love it. I, you, what could go wrong when you're streaming? It's like Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that could happen? But if a certain manager had registered him for the second half of the season, we may have seen, you know, yeah. JJ back in the squad. It's the only reason he didn't play last season for us. Um, but I mean, I'm glad to see him get a chance. And I don't know if that necessarily means we tweak how we set up at the back. But I would feel that, you know, there has been a lot of cases made for Doyle. He's not a natural left-back. He's more that centre, left-centre-back player that's, that's um, mm. available. Because I think he'd be very harshly done to be ruled out of this team. And I was one of them players that I looked at thinking, he might get shipped out on loan here. And then obviously Christensen and Thomas both went out on loan. I kind of felt, well, he's going to have to keep one of them back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Justin getting, getting the start in the team. I hope I don't have to use the bell end button again because I have to scroll about 400 miles to find it just to go all the way back up to say the midfield looking very steady according to um, to Craig. Now he's not a, he's not a legend yet, but as this wonderful app can register a 19 year old, it can register some players that are that have only just joined the league all the way from the Danish leagues of Bromby, but it cannot find Cassidy. It's not Claude McAlealy. We haven't gone back in time and saw signed Claude McAlealy, but it's the best I can do. Chris knows this. I told him this beforehand. I had to send to Craig. He has gone Harry Winks and Dewsbury Hall, who for me is faltering to deceive. You know, he's, he's not living up to his hype a little bit this season of expectations, but it's not my team. Don't shoot the messenger. Craig's gone Dewsbury Hall, Winks and Cassidy making the midfield free. I mean... We know we're only a couple of games into the seasons, guys, but um, midfield three, pretty, pretty picking itself at the moment. Go on, Neil. I guess so. I think I was not sure if Makalele was supposed to be in Diddy, to be honest with you. I don't know if it was because, again, um, but yeah, so I'm with you. I think that I don't think Cassidy's had a start yet. Even in the cup, I don't think he started. No, he came um, off the bench. Yeah, I think, and it's only going to be a matter of time before he starts to start games. That would be my midfield three. Um, I'm, a sh I'm quite disappointed that Pratt's got injured. I'm with you that KDH didn't have the best of games, but I thought in the second half he was better. Um, but he wasn't saying too much. I think that in that terms of that, the midfield three, yeah, I think Winks, again, Ricardo. Um, my only thing is, if we're doing that same thing for Doyle, we should be careful of. I think at least we've got a replacement for for Winks. We've got a replacement for Doyle in JJ. We haven't got a replacement for Winks. So if something goes wrong with him, that's where the plan starts to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, I mean he makes a, a very good point, doesn't Neil? There, Chris. I mean, yeah, I suppose you could look at times gone by and say Chowdhury could slot into slot into that role because it's more of that feeder defender role, isn't it? He's you know, I know he does get forward, but he's he, if you if you're asking out of the three of them, it's usually Winks that's pegged back a bit. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult to actually predict a starting lineup this season because when you look at the squad, I mean, the squad that that Craig's that put there, I mean, the team, the players that he's left out could be a starting eleven for probably half the championship. Uh, you know, how can you leave 
the two youngsters out on the wing, but he, he is doing. But it's a long season. You know, we, we're playing Friday. We've got Norwich. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday, isn't it? We've got Norwich. And then we've got yeah. another game next weekend. So the games are going to now start. I mean, thank you know. I think we're going to be out the uh, the Calvary Cup when we're meeting Liverpool, so that might do us a favour. But you know, we we've got to look at this and go. We've got to utilise the squad. It's a squad for a reason. And the funny thing is, I think when we he's, he's not got favourites like you know the the previous guy, um, which is good to see. He's not scared of dropping players. Um, you know, scoring a goal doesn't guarantee that you're going to sort of you know stay in or, or whatever you. And I think we've got to get used to this, that, you know, we're not going to be able to say it's going to be the same 11 week in, week out, which has its positives, because obviously, you know, with the, the game used to play with each other. But it's a long season. It's a hell of a long season. The games are going to come thick and fast. Players are going to get knackered. They're going to pick up little twinges. They're going to get yellow cards and have to miss a game. Um so yeah, I. Uh, but that that you know that team to me looks absolutely absolutely fine. But like I say, you got you got to sort of say to those guys that haven't been getting the game. Suter scored for you know Australia. Uh, didn't Daka score for sort of whoever he for? And Fata was teams already now they've qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations, so we'll lose him as well. So yeah, we're going. You know those. Players that aren't playing now are going to have to going to get games at some point. Well, Chris, I certainly know how you feel when you tell me you ask me a simple question. I get four answers to questions and therefore I ask. You know what? You know what? I'm getting my own back. This is yeah, in, case, in case none of you heard it, there, folks. What he actually said, and I'll, I'll cut it down for about the five seconds he actually mentioned it. I asked him if he'd change anything from Craig's team, and after seventy-five substitutions and three international breaks, we got to the answer that he would agree with Craig. So. You've not I'm just I am I am using today I am using my notebook which is the uh, the Brad Curtis um way to answer questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, it is a big book so I don't blame you. Now I, I did I did use the the love hearts one for you. We're going to go on to the top 3 and I'm already happy because <laughs> so I thought we was going to bring that in sync and do a cappella, guys. Oh, oh, you can't get stuff these days, can you? But no, of course. Now, see, I'm a curse to myself because that's right near the bottom. And as you can see, Ianacho leads the line. Can I just give you a clue, Brad? Yes. They're in, they're in alphabetical order. I know, but keys all the way down there, and, 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 and the layout of puts at the very bottom of it, so I've got to go all the way down to collect you. And then, like a like a crayon chasing the bloody rabbit, I've got to I've got to go right up to the top and get it first. But Kalechi and Acho, I think we're seeing now that you know there's talks of a new contract being offered to him and Didi, and I think Chowdhury's now entered that list of negotiations. So he's clearly the, the the man that Enzo wants to build this around. I know at the start he mentioned Vardy, but I think we're finally getting to see Vardy playing that role that we expected to see maybe a few seasons before. Impact sub, tired defenders. You know, we, we've seen, you know even though he's not scored a goal yet in the league, he's created a few with it. But... You know, you talked about him. I'm going to call him Abdu because if anyone's wondering who Isha Hakao is, it's um, it's Fatou or Abdul as his first name is. Craig's got him on the on, on the right hand side. 
Mavadidi on the left. Uh, are, are either wingers a, a surprise to, to you, Neil, first of all? Because Craig, uh, Craig, um, Chris will dance around my question for about 45 I'll just refer you to my previous answer. <laughs> well, I mean, Fatamu, you know, we've got a few loanies coming in. Cheers for that, Neil. I've just seen it in there, mate. Um, you know, Fatamu impressed on his cameo appearance. Craig's put him straight into the team. We've got a couple of loanies that are vying potentially to earn the credentials, I guess you would say, to, to earn the move to Leicester on a permanent basis. Is, is it a surprise to see him in? I mean, how, how well did you think he did despite, you know, the result against Hull? I think he did really well. I, was, I wasn't expecting to be that bright. Uh, we actually had interviewed a Ghanaian football expert that was on our channel recently, which was really good. And because again, I didn't know anything and couldn't find any information. So I interviewed him. He was linked with Liverpool and Bayer Leverkusen quite heavily before a year and before he joined Sporting uh, Sport in Portugal, like Sporting Lisbon. Then he joined us. He's still a very raw talent. I think he'll be good, but in probably off the bench for a little bit. So I've gone for Atkin on that right-hand side and I've gone for McAteer on the left because I think McAteer again Mavi Didi's not done anything wrong the thing is we've got competition for place especially in that winger position um Mavi Didi I don't think did anything wrong but with what he did when he came on and what McAteer did and McAteer sat down a player my only problem with McAteer is that he the, the defender got a yellow card very early in the game and I don't think we really exploited that in enough I think if we can do the same thing with a weak Southampton team we can really get at them and Mavadidi, for me, wouldn't start. McAteer would. And then I'd probably bring off both wingers and bring on um, um, Fatal on one side and I'd probably bring on Mavadidi on the other. But bearing in mind, we've got three games in a week. We've got an opportunity to mix some of these players up. So winging-wise, I mean, we're at, at the beginning of the season, we were all going, God, we're going to be playing, playing Mark O'Brien at right wing, aren't we? And mm. because that's that's now he's fifth choice. And that's just actually come out of nowhere. So... I'm really happy about that. The fact that we've got competition for place it now we're not we're we're only worried about the odd position, not the entire squad. If there's a couple of injuries, yeah, that's that's very true. Now, just want to tell somebody here: this is what happens when you go away from your phone or AFK, as it stands for, is away from keyboard. I don't know why you look at your keyboard trying to watch your show. He he, that might be why you've missed it. You've missed a prize draw. You were in first place. You won a hundred pound voucher. We've had to give it away to charity. So you have to watch back and find out the disaster you missed, mate. <laughs> you've yeah, you've missed, also missed that Madison's been... gone to Spurs because you've you've, yeah, Madison you've, you've, missed, you've missed it all. Yeah, you've missed everything. He he. Go go back and watch out. See what it is you've actually missed. Um, Scott comes up with a comment here. He says, "In all honesty, I can see it loading up." slowly you know honestly i can see moresca changing attackers for the game fortunately can't see go away scott no 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 don't have ian actually not starting on this still on this channel it's just it's vanished scott say scott, scott scott that's dangerous yeah. territory mate Whoa. i mean <laughs> i mean chris i mean chris it's been a poison chaliced area for leicester in a while i know we had barnes predominantly on on the left side but we've always predominantly spoken about not replacing Morris and we're not we weren't even talking talent level so that, that's like you're one in a million player but Morris let's face it but we always found that we were struggling massively on the right hand side to find a, a traditional winger that could stabilize himself in the squad and, and we were lacking in depth on the left as much as we love Kevin as much as we love Kevin uh you know he's now fifth choice and probably rightly so given the players we brought in Mavadidi's not done a lot wrong but yet you know, Neil would drop him, whereas whereas you wouldn't. Um, 
are, you, are, you, are you making the same changes or are you backing your old wise owl companion either whichever whichever you know whether you know neil had chosen the team with that those players or craig's that his team with those like i say because i think whichever two you've seen starting against southampton you're not going to see starting against um norwich Mm, I, I, I remember, was it the pre, the preseason? It was Northampton. I think it was McAteer that was playing on the left in that game, um, if I am correct. Uh, I think it was McAteer, and he looked like I'm like, wow, you know, this this he was he was doing step overs and twists and turns, and uh, and when you come to think, we've got Alvis to come back, um, and I've forgotten right. the other. Player name they've both been doing they've both doing interviews they're back out back out on the turf yeah. training yeah. so they're getting something underneath them. So I mean, how is it? It's going to be interesting to see how he keeps all these players happy. To be honest with you, my only worry, position wise, because even going back to the goalkeeper, and we've got five to choose from now, haven't we? But you know, Stolchuk hasn't done anything wrong as a number two, and I think that's the way that that ends up looking for the only. Position I'm worried about is, dare I say, Iheanacho. And I'm so, to me, that was almost the, the deal of the windows, the fact that we kept hold of him. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think getting these players, I think sometimes when you look at transfers, you forget to look at what you already had and what you've kept. And I think we were, I, I was, I, me personally, I was surprised. I was expecting three or four bigger names to yeah. go through. Ricardo Pereira, I thought, was going to go. I thought indeed he was going to go, no matter how he played in the championship. And I think it's it's pivotal because, like you say, Chris, it's 46 games. That's already 50 for Leicester because they've had two cup games. They've got another one in the FA Cup. So it's already it's already half a century of games. There is no physical way. I, I don't care if you've got a team of under 21s playing. They cannot play four games in, in, in eight days and, and be expected to then, then do it again. And, and, and of course the majority of teams and it's and it's becoming more of a thing in the championship than it ever was but these international breaks are really impacting as well because like you said this AFCON of nations we lose a quarter of our starting lineup essentially if we were only to to embed that and you know it, it just shows and I think we've got the perfect manager to do that because he said look you play well and I, I might drop you but it doesn't mean I'm dropping you because I think you play badly you know I'm dropping you because we need to do something different you know I mean Mavid, Mav, um uh, Marcel came in after the first game, gets an assist, gets a goal, then gets dropped. And you think, oh, well, yeah, McAteer was injured. He was always going to bring him back in. But it, it shows the competition, the level of competition that he wants isn't there. It, isn't it funny that, you know, what, what, how fresh it is, refreshing it is, sorry, to, to have a manager that actually talks some sense. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> and he's open and upfront about players. Yeah, I mean, for for a foreign for a foreign manager, he speaks better better English and more sense than than the than the uh, Bereavial Bellen did. Yeah, I know. I know it's not nice to get relegated and be in a division, and we've seen it happen to Leicester throughout our lifespans. You, Chris, more times than me and Neil probably put together, but we have seen no because because you have experienced a, 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 an extra decade or two, not. All right, you and me, Neil, now for the rest of the show. Uh, he forgets I have the power to do this now. He's, he's, he's definitely back. He, he shouldn't have done it, Chris. He should. I can mute him as well. 
Go on, get yourself back then, mate. God's sake, yeah. You're like a child. It's like a child not getting attention. It's like a child that doesn't get the right attention. But no, leading on from what you, you were saying before I threw you out, I'm going to throw this at Neil if I can. Do you... I, I I said when we went down to League One, and I've said this to, to 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 Brad many times, so I know I know what his answer is. But I think when we went down to League One that time, that it was probably the best thing that could have happened to us because it gave us a chance to clear out the dead wood and start again, new manager coming in, etc. Do you think that it was better for us to get relegated, and that if we'd stayed up, we'd have just been almost a little bit like uh, Everton are this season? I don't think we've been as bad, but I agree it just needed a full reset. Um, there mm. were certain players that didn't need to be here. I'm surprised we got the amount of players out and the amount of players in that we did because that's the yeah. best window I want, uh, the best and most volume window I've seen. I was thinking about this before, since mm. 2012 when Sven came in, but that was kind of, we'll throw anything in the team. Um, yeah. This Every player that's come in, you can understand the purpose and where he fits in the team. So it's potentially the best window I've ever seen under Leicester City, I'll be honest with you, um, because of the quality and quantity of player that's come in. And you were mm. mentioning about we've got a Mara's replacement and we have, we, look, we're never going to get that back again. I think we're all, we're hoping for another player, but we've got a couple of players in. But the difference is when we brought James Madison in, we got another <laughs> another person in as kind of a replacement. But now we've almost got an Atgun, a, 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 a Fatal and a Cassidy to kind of make up for that on that right-hand side. And the combination mm. of them, I'm not saying it's going to be as good as Mares, but we've not just got one option we were relying on all the time. We've got multiple people, multiple positions, and we've got the opportunity to rotate, which I think is really un unbelievable to see. And I agree with you. He's saying the right things. And you compare the media to last year where they weren't releasing anything. They're releasing behind. They're going and interviewing Sammy Braywell, which I really enjoyed. They were in, and Will Alves on their on on their um, recovery. They've gone down to Shepshed and, and showed KDH. They were doing all that stuff, which I thought was really really interesting. Um, mm. Last year they weren't doing anything because Brendan was just messing everything up for them, in my opinion. Um, but this year they're doing loads more interviews and they're giving us an insight into the club, and that's what's going to keep fans, especially from internationals that can't come to the game. That's what keeps them like invested long term in the club as well. So. I'm really excited, just not for what Enzo's doing, because I think he's saying all the right things. I love his line of this is place, this is this is football, not PlayStation. I absolutely love that line now as well. Um, mm. and I just I just think he's saying all the right things. It's just it's just a delight to just enjoy football. And that's why I got a little bit peeved when people are losing their minds over the over the one nil loss, which not I would say our fan bases were, but there was certain fan bases that was. I was like, right, I just need to turn off Twitter and just just ignore it for a bit because if you can't, if you think about what we went through as a fan base last season of just not even, I've seen our team be crap and just not be good enough. That was below that. That team should have never been relegated. But to go from what we've done to what we've achieved in the last month, I think is incredible. Yeah, it is. And what's incredible is Doug always knows how to lower the tone with uh, with one of his dad jokes. I've waited, Doug. I have seen you post it twice, but I had noticed it, mate. Uh, just, it says, in which Indian city do people leave their mothers in? Mumbai. I mean, if I, I don't know what I'm going to say. That's, that's my fault. Sorry, I, I was on his chat earlier, wasn't I, Neil? I was in his chat and I, I posted a few dad jokes. So he's, he's oh. come back in to get his revenge. All I'll say is, 
Doug, England three, Scotland one. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you get to say that to him. Crush your, you crush your incorrigible. Uh, before we wrap up the sh- show, because uh, we could talk about the 9-0 and, and this game all day long, you know, from Leicester, I know, but people have got things to do with their lives. Neil, Chris has given me his prediction, sat on a fence, shock horror. Uh, Martin actually is the Southampton fan back to, to, has actually backed Leicester to win the game 2-1. I have gone 3-1 Southampton. Whether I've done the prediction leads, it doesn't matter. This is just for fun. Neil? Where are you going, mate? Are you sitting on the fence? Are you throwing out a shot for Southampton? Or are you actually going to be brave and predict Leicester to win? I'm predicting Leicester to win. I'm going to go 4-2. I'm going to be a bit brave on this one um, because of it. So 4-2 to Leicester. We've not seen us um, score more than two, but I think that extra time with Enzo on the training pitch, I think he'll do us favours. And if we can just get the Southampton, we can get a bit in the teeth. I, I'm just looking forward to an exciting game of football. And that's what I think it will be. I think there'll be goals, but yeah, 4-2. I was going to go 3-2, but I'm going to go a little bit more adventurous. I, I think that 4-2 would, would work because I think, especially with Vestergaard at the back, there, there's going to be there's going to be goals in it. Don't yeah, you start well. picking on Vestergaard. He's no, pick him really as much as you I don't mind him, but... Uh, after the if you get behind that defence, you see you see he turns like a barge. I I still think he's been fantastic for us so far, and he will. If I was if he was trying to start every single game, I'd be more concerned. With kind of Cody around the back, it's fine, but I think that you've seen a couple of opportunities in each game where if Dawes out of position, if Fast out of position, and if Vestergaard's on a turn, it it's a literally a one on one with the defender with with the goalkeeper at that point. Mm, yeah. Brad, did you, so just to ask Brad, did you go 3 1 Southampton? Did you say? I meant Leicester, I know what I meant. Shut up. Okay. It's because I was saying Southampton last, my brain went Southampton. Yeah, 3 1 Leicester. Um, Doug, um, I will let you know because this might actually help you, Chris, because I know obviously you said you'd step in if I couldn't. I, have, I haven't got a message from him yet, but Doug, um, you know, Chris, if, if there's, there's your opportunity to, to, to not have to be a step in, if if if, no, uh, if Doug wants to come on, not... I'll let Doug come on. Yeah, you're allowed three dad jokes minimum, the maximum, Doug. That's all I'm allowing you. But yes, <laughs> if I can't get if I can't get a hold of Steve, he's a busy man, always working hard as well, obviously. But um, yeah, you can come in and step in and give him his predictions. Although that might send him up the table to from about second bottom mm. to about second the way Doug's mm. going. Although. Last week's was well, not last week's, but last fixtures results was not pleasing for everybody. Guys, Chris, first of all, even though you're a pain in my rear end every time that you're on here, because you have the power as well as I do, it's great to have had you on and stepping for Craig. So reliable, Craig. He's like it's like Kate with their match station. Never goes off him and all that, isn't it, Chris? No, no. Thank you for coming on. Um, you'll go in the game. So the next time we will see you. Here we go. I knew we'd bring it up. It's my love letter for, to 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 his muzzy, is it? Get rid of the age. It's not forty. I was, I was, uh, I was a, I was a younger man when I wrote that. Um, but no, Chris, you obviously won't be going to the uh, doing the watch along. I might no. be hoping it if everything goes well my end in terms of getting a stream working and whatnot. Um, but if we're not able to do the watch along, when when are you next back? When are we next back on here? Uh, we well, are back on here hopefully tomorrow. Uh, doing the prediction show with. Either Steve stroke Doug. Um, and then we I, are I'm not back. stroking Doug. You can forget it. That, that's his <laughs> wife's job. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm, 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 
Can I just say, do you know how hard it is for me when I do the breakfast show in the morning? <laughs> and I'm cracking these jokes. I have to physically stop myself going too far. Um, we're back at uh, Monday at seven with the um, with the debate show. Yeah, brilliant. Hopefully, we'll be debating how how many goals Leicester could have scored against Southampton mm. more than the nine. So, Chris, thanks very much for stepping into Craig's shoes. I know they're a bit of a smaller fit, but uh, hopefully, I'll send you a link as you said you would if you can jump on. The, the match on Friday, but if not, mate, have a good day. Okay, and thanks a lot, Neil. Take care, buddy. I'll message you regarding the quiz. Will do, mate. Looking forward to it. Get Brad on because I know me and Brad are just as used to the quizzes. It's great. For he's, oh, yeah, he's, we he's already done it, and that's another league is at the bottom of as well. <laughs> right, right, right. At yeah. least you got me, Brad, because yeah. yeah, we've been on shows before with one. I have no bloody idea about any oh, of these, yeah. right. <laughs> just at a meeting, you just go best out I, three. I get more. I get more right on other teams' check questions. <laughs> I do Leicester sometimes because I mix them up. But no, Neil, you jumped on there at the end to talk about Leicester. Obviously, talk some fantastic results. You are obviously, as Scott says here, going to show support to not just both these channels, but your channel is beyond the ninety. You do some great content, some previews, some post matches. You do videos sometimes outside the King Power every every, every so often. Uh, just let everybody know where it is they can find and follow. Yeah, so thanks, thanks for letting me have the um, floor, Brad. Um, yeah, beyond the ninety LCFC, we've got a video. We're doing some analysis at the moment, so we've looked into Atgun, we've looked into Fatal as well. We've got an interview again, as mentioned. Shameless plug for Ghanaian, um a Ghanaian journalist we've had on, and we've also done Tom Cannon a bit of an in, um, insight as well. So something a little bit different. I've enjoyed doing the analysis stuff. So yeah, make sure you come over to Beyond the Ninety and check us out. So Beyond the Ninety LCFC. But yeah, thanks for having me on, Brad. Yeah, no worries, mate. It has been a pleasure having you on. It's always nice to get diverse opinions on on it because we don't all think the same. Everybody thinks that every manager would pick the same team, but obviously, clearly, yours would have differed um f from from um from from craig's and this is why none of us are managers and we're all doing youtube podcasts um but yeah neil it's been a pleasure having you on mate um stay behind because um I, I want a quick word of you i don't know if chris is going to stay behind as well he doesn't need to he's just he's just child-minded me at this point but he's put his thumbs up today. i don't know if that was a thumb or a middle finger i never know with chris sometimes what he's telling me to do um but yeah thank you everybody for joining us um neil you've, you've been a pleasure to have on and come on uh, at the end there and and uh steer the ship in so it's goodbye from me on, neil. World, of hosting. world of hosting world of hosting brad you did a good job thank you very much you see i, I do try some i can be quite good at, at, at this one neil Chris has been trying to get me to do this for, 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 for weeks and I still fail at it. So I get to make you look like the idiot or genius now. It's good. It's good night from me. And good night from me. Oh, so he's done me, Chris. He's done me, Chris. He's forgot the lyrics. He doesn't know it. Chris, are you going to come and him? correct him? One job. One job. You've oh, no, Where's the script? He didn't send me the script. <laughs> no script. It's a porridge reference, isn't it? Isn't it? I believe no, Chris, I two honours. Two honours. Yeah, good night for me, and it's good night for him. See, I see. I don't know why he's trying to make this take off. We'll try it again. Take two. It's not live. It's edited. It's good night from me, and it's good night from him. Shit. Good night from him. Yeah, there he is. Goodbye, folks, and uh, as always, come on, you foxes. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. 
You'd better light them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.